Well, the Bruins are enjoying that plush life. Yes, they have a first-round bye in the upcoming Pac-12 tournament, but the guys are already starting to rack in some regular season awards based on how well they did to wrap up this season. Yeah, winning seven out of their last eight games, and you might have heard of this news, and maybe I'm not breaking the news to you, but if I am, I will gladly declare to you what was announced yesterday, and that is Mick Cronin being named the Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Now, raise your hand if you saw that coming midseason. I, I don't see anybody's hand raised at all. And even more impressive is that it was in his first season. And maybe even more impressive than that was that he was not the top choice or the second or the third or maybe the fourth to get the job. But he was the right fit. And I'll tell you why. Sometimes the home run hire is not the right fit. And how this just worked beautifully by fate and fortune or whatever you want to call it. Also on the program, did you hear that there was a player, Chris Smith, who was named the conference's most improved player? So that is seemingly no surprise to any of us, but I think it's important to profile his maturation process. So we'll do that on the program as well. Welcome into Locked on Bruins. I am Brian Fenley, a national anchor for Fox Sports Radio, a co-host for the Bruin Insider Show. We will have that tonight, 7 to 8 p.m. on the radio in Los Angeles, AM 1150, as I co-host the show with Nick Cope and Tracy Murray. We're like the three-man weave as we run back all that is taking place in UCLA basketball. It is an hour long of Bruin content for your digestion. And Mick Cronin is going to be on the program for sure, we'll be asking him about taking home this distinction, Coach of the Year, and also what are his thoughts about how the team is holding up heading into the conference tournament. And Cronin is exactly where I want to begin this episode of Locked on Bruins. And look, this was a guy, who, and it's been well documented, that he wasn't the top choice. I know a lot of people wanted you know, John Calipari and all these heavy hitters out there, and there was this feeling in the narrative that came out by the media that because the Bruins got McCronin, it was like their emergency backup plan. It was like they settled on McCronin, and I say settled with air quotes because now it looks like it was the best hire in a whole long time. And I'll tell you many a time that sometimes the, the sexiest hire is not the best fit. And Mick Cronin was the best fit. But, you know, as good of a, a coach as he had shown to be before taking over this program, how many of you saw this happening within the year? Like, I, I, I'm one to think that, like, okay, I would have looked at this first year as complete rebuilding you're going to clean house you're going to set the the culture and then oh then year two now we're going to start to make stuff happen and really become relevant well the growth spurt was a little bit faster than I think most people thought probably the majority maybe 99 percent of the Bruin fan base it's it's happening within the season and so 
I, I see all of this happening, and I'm wondering, well, well, how is this getting done? Well, first of all, Mick Cronin has brought this level of discipline that UCLA players definitely needed. He also has taught them that there is something called defense, and you should probably play it from time to time and maybe even more than that. Once they learned that, once he garnered their respect, and it worked both ways, and they had the respect for him, the buy-in came. Then you knew the Bruins were up to something here and that something really magical was about to happen. I, I know that... Tracy Murray had said on the Bruin Insider Show a couple weeks ago that in all of his years being around the game of basketball, he has not seen a transformation like this. He had said that it's like something out of a Disney movie, something of a Hollywood script. These are things that you never see and can only happen very sparingly in, in sports, no matter what you're talking about. A turnaround of this proportion midseason. So, yes, we lost to USC. But savor the joy that this team has already given us, even with so much more joy to be had as we get ready for the conference tournament. But this beckons the question, why Mick Cronin? Why did it work for him? And I will go on further and say why it would not have worked for some of those other heavy hitters that the Bruins were thinking about bringing on. Now here's the thing about Mick Cronin and why it's his relatability to the players that I think made the biggest difference. He has this blue-collar mentality about him. There's nothing that wreaks entitlement about him. Why is that? Well, first of all, he's never won an NCAA title. So he comes with his own agenda. He's got something to prove. He's trying to bolster his own reputation. And my fear was that if you brought on a coach who has already reached the top of college basketball, won an NCAA title, that it's going to bring entitlement to the team, which is exactly the opposite of what they need to get themselves out of this rut. Now, I understand. Look, UCLA is the top public institution in the country. There is a lot of societal pressure, I believe, that you got to be the best at everything at UCLA. You got to have, you know, the the top-notch professors. You got to have the best coaches. You got to have, you know, all the best in, in the hot shots in academia, in, in the professors, and all that, because you are the number one public institution in the country. But sometimes, when you try to buy the most expensive suit, it doesn't always look that great on you. See, the Bruins went off-brand with Mick Cronin. They did not get their first pick on their coach. So it was a bit humbling. It was unexpected. But who says that you need a $10,000 suit to look good? First of all, you need one that fits and simply one that suits your style. And by maybe you could say the best unintended fortune to have Mick Cronin here, a blue-collar guy, who can put up with the players' egos, and he's got the street cred because he's a guy that still has a lot to prove within himself, just like the players have in themselves as well. This is why it made for such a great marriage, bringing Cronin to UCLA. More on Cronin coming up next. Also, Chris Smith as he 
add some distinction to his resume with that Most Improved Player of the Year award. Coming up in the third and final segment of this show, we'll get into Chris Smith and winning the conference's Most Improved Player of the Year award. But you could also say that this Bruins team would win the distinction of the Most Improved Team award. And that's probably why you had Mick Cronin win the head coach of the year award in the Pac-12. And, you know, there were some other pretty good candidates around the Pac-12 that maybe could have won the award or at least had a shot. You could have said somebody like Arizona State head coach Bobby Hurley or Tad Boyle at Colorado or even Dana Altman at Oregon, although, you know, his teams have been great, like, consistently year after year. And so when I think the reasoning behind Cronin winning the Coach of the Year award in the Pac-12 over some of those guys is the most growth we have seen from start to finish in a season. Uh, You know, because it also brings up the question, it's like, what do you, if you are deciding the Coach of the Year distinction, like, what do you generate that decision on naming that person as? I mean, is it, it's more than just wins, right? Obviously, the team has to have a decent win-loss record. But what I like about the decision to go with Crone, and beyond the fact that he is a UCLA guy, is that, look, you could have gone with Altman at Oregon. And that's kind of like, if you were voting for the Heisman Trophy, the Heisman Trophy, more oftentimes than not, goes to the best player on the best team which is not always the best player in college football. So if you're going to go the Heisman Trophy route, you're going to, you, you would basically have made Dana Altman the best coach on the best team. But thankfully, we don't go by those rules in naming the, the coach of the year in the conference. And so now that gets me to my point is like, what's made this you know, the most improved program? And how would you quantify the most improved program? Based upon wins, yes, more wins than a year ago, obviously. Then you want to look at, I would think, what this team had to work with as far as their roster and you know what they were left with. And that brings us to the whole roster inventory. It's like, okay, what Mick Cronin had inherited. And three Bruins decided to peace out before he got there. And they all thought that they were ready for the NBA. And uh, maybe they're regretting leaving when they did. Jalen Hands, Chris Wilkes, Moses Brown. Three McDonald's All-Americans right there. Also, you had Shaq's son leaving midseason this year. But what's fascinating is that it goes against conventional thinking. When you lose three McDonald's All-Americans, you're supposed to be worse. And the team that he has right now has zero McDonald's All-Americans, and they're better. And so here's where he separates himself as a coach and why here's another way you can measure a coach based upon earning an honor like Coach of the Year. It's player development. It's guys taking on bigger roles. Cronin saw things in his players in in what they could do on the court that the players did not see in themselves. 
like Chris Smith. Chris Smith was averaging like six points a game last year. There were games where there were, I think, five or six games in the Pac-12 where he played 11 minutes or less a season ago. What a disaster. I mean, that is a tragedy of all tragedies if you are not playing him. I mean, you see what he's capable now. It's like, how could you not play him like the whole game? So these, the thing that makes Mick Cronin so good is that he can pinpoint guys' potential and where they're going to be able to thrive when the players themselves don't even know they have that within them. I think that's what makes it really special. And then, you know, you look at what other signs of an improving program, the pulse of the fans, bigger turnouts at Poly Pavilion, and being relevant. That's the side. You know, it's one thing to turn around a program, get them from zero wins to 10 wins. Still, if you get 10 wins, you're not relevant. But you are relevant. And what does that mean to be relevant? That means to be considered a team in the NCAA tournament. Now, you could say they're on the bubble right now. If you're asking me where I think the Bruins are, I think they need, at the very minimum, they need to win at least one game in the conference tournament. And that's gotten it super close. You got to win at least one. Two would be nice. Winning it all, obviously, would be optimal. Coming up on the other side, Chris Smith has generated a whole lot of buzz from taking over this team and by virtue of that becoming the conference's most improved player. We'll look at his development right after this. No surprise whatsoever that Chris Smith won the conference's most improved player of the year award. And why do I say that? This guy basically lived a full life in this single season from just that is just how drastic of a change from start to finish he has had. I said this earlier last year, to be specific, six games in the Pac-12 where he played 11 minutes or less. There were games against Oregon. He played two minutes. First meeting against USC last year, eight minutes. He was all over the place, and the big knock for him was his focus and that he couldn't sustain it. It was like he would play pretty well, and then he'd be in the game, and you forgot he was even on the court. He was like a ghost out there. But now he's carrying the team. He's vocal. And what Mick Cronin has done for Christmas, and what he's done for a lot of these guys, and this is what they needed. See, so much of it is, When a coach doesn't believe in you, you don't believe in yourself. But Mick Cronin, what a lot of these guys needed, yeah, they needed some tough love. But they also needed someone that said, you know what? You got this, man. Like, seriously. Like, you have it within you. And that, that positive push, positive re encouragement, whatever you want to call it. And so Mick Cronin laid the fuse down on that, on, on Chris Smith, to get him to believe that. From a guy who could make a couple shots in a game, to now becoming someone who's making a couple shots in a close game, to being the guy to take the game winner, to going out and being a vocal leader for his team now, to, to learning how to play defense, who would have thought, and staying in front of his man 
then to be as confident as he is in these media sessions and going on to say just last weekend that after the loss to USC over the weekend, saying whoever we play in the conference tournament, they're going to get pummeled. And for him to say that with a brash level of confidence, you would not have heard that from Chris Smith a year ago. And the difference is not just, it, it, it's not just in basketball. Like I've said this before, like it's not just basketball, it's him becoming more of an extrovert. He's a really good guy. Like if you get a chance to meet him, great personality, upbeat, good sense of humor, but he can be very introverted, but not as much this year. And he's forced into a role that he did not think that he could do. Be the guy to take a shot in the last second to win the ball game. Become a guy who can hit the three, can take it to the rack, can hit that turnaround J. I mean, he's got a plethora, an array of different moves. And look, NBA scouts are already going goo-goo for Gaga over him. And I hope he stays for his senior year. And that's 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 a discussion for another day. But how lucky we are to have this guy on our team. And ultimately, it comes down to, to having the right leadership, to having a guy like Mick Cronin, to see the talents in his players, and then most importantly, to utilize them correctly and get the most out of that talent. One thing that irks me and irritates me the most is when players come into a program so highly rated in the recruiting scale and they belly flop and they never become the player that they were projected to be. Can't put that all on the coach, but you can put some of it on the coach. If they can't harness it correctly, sure, some of it goes on the players as well. But when you got both grooving, then you get the uh, the best of both scenarios. Coming up tomorrow, Tracy Murray's comments on the Bruins. I will relay that to you. More on the basketball team and the guys talking about the upcoming conference tournament and we'll look at some football developments as the guys are currently in spring ball i'm brian fenley this is locked on bruins